It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on the Washington football team with the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am David Harrison, Washington football team beat writer for SI.com's Fan Nation. He is Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Better show on the Team 980, Monday through Friday from 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern and on the Odyssey app. We thank you for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. You can also find us on Twitter. Find Chris at WrestleMania621. I am at DHarrison82. And the show is at Locked. WFT pod this episode of the locked on watch football team podcast brought to you by McDonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty affordable food it's an unofficial community center a big thank you to our friends McDonald's for always being there I'm loving it thank you again guys for making the locked on WFT podcast your first listen every day on this episode we're going to give our takeaways from the Washington football team Week six loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. We're also going to hear from some fans of Locked to Watch football team, and we're going to go over some comments and some things that were revealed during Monday's media session with head coach Ron Rivera. But first, Chris, let's hear from a Washington football team fan. You know, by the way, this cameo. I'm not going to talk about the game. I'm not going to talk about how we played almost one half of some good football. No. And then just collapsed at the second half. I'm not gonna talk about that. I want to know y'all thoughts on the pregame, uh, before the game, where Jackson Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes' brother, and other people standing on the uh, 21 uh, logo that was uh, changed off, and even Jackson Mahomes doing like a little dance on it, just disrespectful i'm like and watching basically letting this go on and this supposed to be basically sean taylor day what's your thoughts on that all right i'll i'll uh jump in here and and, and answer first uh Camion. um david i don't know how you feel i um i would imagine we feel the same way um i, I think it was incredibly disrespectful of Jackson Mahomes. I don't think he should have been in that spot. I don't certainly don't think he should have been dancing. I have no idea why he's on the sideline other than the obvious. He's Patrick Mahomes' brother. Uh, and uh, I am very, 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 very anti our world blowing up people on TikTok and IG that have no reason to be celebrities just because they dance and act like a fool. Uh, so with that being said, I guess some some people have said they were told to stand there, meaning the Kansas City Chiefs VIPs, inside the ropes, apparently. Uh, David, I can tell you this. I, I, we're not allowed on the sidelines anymore if you're not doing TV uh, because of COVID protocols and what have you. 
I have been on the sidelines at FedEx Field, granted on the Washington football side, but also on the visitor side. On the Washington football side, you know, for many, many, many years, I have never, ever, 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 ever been told where to stand and specifically to stand on a roped off section that is honoring the number of somebody who was tragically murdered. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to you because uh, I can't say really what I want to say in addition to what I just said. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, I've, I've never been on the sidelines of FedEx Field, but even being on the sidelines of other stadiums, again, it's you either have a sideline pass or you don't have a sideline pass for pregame warm-ups and, and all those things. And again, it's, there's just there's an area you stand. And you stand and nobody, there's no assigned standing. There's no, you know, there's not a Jackson Mahomes standing spot. There's not a Patrick Mahomes family standing location. That's not how those things work. Uh, you know, he's a free human being and usually he's hanging out with uh, Patrick Mahomes' wife at these events and, and, and all that stuff. And I, you know, look, uh, I'm 39 years old, so I'm a little bit older, but I'm not like super old, but I'm, I'm over this whole uh, famous by association business. Like I don't follow Jackson Mahomes on anything. I don't, really, you know, uh, have too much concern over what he's doing and what dances he's doing and where he's doing them. I know that he's got a lot of followers and Hey, that's, that's great. If, if you want to be famous for being related to somebody who works their butt off, uh, to do amazing things, then that's, that's, uh, that's everybody's prerogative. Uh, but you don't do it on the logo of, of, of a person who's getting their honor, you know, their, their number retired, who's getting, uh, their, their family recognized and especially, with the circumstances surrounding what happened with Sean Taylor, that's just, that goes beyond just being, you know, blind to the circumstances around you. Uh, and he's not a kid. He's, this isn't a child that we're talking about. This is, you know, he's, he's not 39 years old like I am, but he's old enough and grown enough to understand what respect is. Um, and, and I'm not going to go as far as to accuse him to intentionally being disrespectful, but I will go ahead and I will say that you're at least indifferent and in a lot of ways, being indifferent is even worse because uh, you're essentially you're kind of going on the borderline of being a sociopath where you don't care how your actions impact the people around you and society around you, which is what a sociopath is. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to call him a sociopath. I don't know the young man. Maybe he's just a really nice person who's a little misunderstood uh, because he's taking advantage of his brother's celebrity. But it is what it is. And, yeah, just an absolutely bad look. I know he apologized for it. I, I look, I, I didn't take the time to read the apology. I'm not really interested in the apology. Uh, apologies, you know, for certain things only come when you're doing things that you shouldn't be doing uh, in the first place. Mm -hmm. This is something you should never have to apologize for because you shouldn't be doing it in the first place, especially on a football field. Look, it's one thing. T.O. wants to go put the ball in the middle of the Dallas Star. That dude's wearing pads. He's wearing a helmet. He's out there competing. That's one thing. So if you're, when you're talking about logos and all that stuff, if a group of Washington alumni wanted to take a knee or, you know, gather around the logo and kind of stand in a rope off there to take a picture with the 21 painted on the field. Okay. You can be in that restricted area for those reasons, but you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You can't tell me you didn't see like it stands out. It's painted for a reason. And the reason is it's not camouflage. It's painted to stand out. You're either indifferent or you're disrespectful. And honestly, indifferent to me is worse. Well said. Uh, well said, partner. I, I, I agree. Um, I don't buy the apology one bit. He's only apologizing, he's only apologizing to calm down the storm. Uh, I, I got some issues with the way, uh, well, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. That's not our, our, I, 
let, let's just put it this way. I sure am glad that Patrick Mahomes doesn't operate like how some of his family members operates, uh, at least on social media. I'll just leave it at that uh, and, and, and bury that one because it, it does me uh, or this podcast no good. David, moving on quickly to some news and notes that we got from Monday. Uh, Antonio Gibson, we're awaiting results on the MRI. Remember, he dealt with a shin injury coming in, got banged up during the game, had to be spotted, uh, did come back, um, you know, clearly they are spotting him uh, and trying to preserve him as long as they can. Depending on the results of the MRI, of course, uh, it might be time to shut him down. They keep saying, or they kept saying before Sunday's game, not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal. Everybody kept wondering, at least privately, you sure it's not a big deal? You sure you're not missing something here? Shin, running back, physical. Maybe you want to shut him down. No, no, no big deal. Well, now we're doing an MRI. And real quickly, uh, Washington, according to Nikki Jabala and I believe other reporters, um, but I believe Nikki was first on this, uh, working out Sam Sloman, a place kicker, uh, on Tuesday and also working out former Canadian Football League kicker, Liram Hajralyu, if I'm saying that name. He was on the practice squad of the Panthers and the quarterback and the Cowboys over the last uh, couple of years. And uh, uh, Sloman, I believe, was with the Los Angeles Rams for a little bit. Um, real quick reaction to that. Do, do you think this is to replace Hopkins or is this what they tried to do with uh, Mr. Blewett, which was just put him on the practice squad and get him ramped up in terms of um, uh, who they cut, by the way, in, in terms of the timing and to get somebody on the practice squad? Yeah, I mean, I think they're, you know, they're kicking the tires on guys that are available and that they've seen before. I mean, but, you know, there's an old saying that goes, the guys that, the guys that are available at this time of year, they're available for a reason. So as much as Dustin Hopkins frustrates people, uh, you and I included with some of the missed kicks and and you know it always it just it just kind of seems that way with this team that you know if if the other if the other phases are actually doing well for a portion of a game the special team is going to mess it up if the special teams is doing well it's because the other two phases aren't doing well uh, it's just kind of it just seems to be one of those types of years for this franchise um, I don't know if it's legitimate competition because again at the same time Sam Sloman and Liram uh, I will leave the last name to you for now. Are, uh, are available for a reason. And if they can come in and show some things, then maybe they stick around long enough to make it a little bit of a competition. But, uh, we'll, I, you know, until they're here for longer than five days, uh, I'm not going to make too much of it. It's a good way to say it. I like that. Until they're here longer than five days. Uh, that's well said. I like that. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's always something going on uh, with this football team. I will tell you this. They head to the Green Bay Packers, and just before our first break here, Automatically installed as uh, I think it was uh, ten and a half point dogs that I saw on BetOnline.ag on on Sunday night. Um, Vegas must know something, David. They must they must smell something here. Uh, the odds makers are really telling you something that the Washington football team is a bad team, perhaps. Yeah, listen, the Houston Texans. I think we're what eleven or twelve point underdogs coming into this weekend. That's not that's not uh, that's not a, a, a a crowd you want to uh, to be a part of, but but Chris, a crowd you do want to be a part of are the crowd of people that go to McDonald's and enjoy McDonald's food, affordable and tasty. This episode of the Locked On Watch Football Team podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving their community since 1965. 
but it's always been a place more than just to go get food. It's a place you can look forward to stopping to, for example, on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. Whenever my family drives across states or even the country, we got family in, in Ohio, we got family in California, we got family in Colorado. We're just a little bit of everywhere. My kids always look forward to that very first lunch stop because it's kind of become an unofficial Harrison family tradition. The first lunch stop on a long road trip is McDonald's. So head to your local McDonald's, refuel and reconnect like my family does. Did somebody say locked on Washington football team watch party? That would be absolutely amazing. I'm loving it. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. David, before we get to another voicemail, you're going to need the McDonald's because, quite honestly, the performance has not quite been appetizing for the Washington football team. But with that being said, let's queue up the voicemail line and get you guys uh, involved once again right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. What's up, David? What's up, Chris? It's your boy, Mark, over at Fort Stewart. I just got done listening to the reaction after the Sunday's game, the Sunday's major meltdown. Um, one thing that I'm confused about, if you watch the game, um, the team was running the ball quite well at the beginning of the game. Um, and then with a, against a team like Kansas City, you know you need to choose some clock. Uh, I think that um, we have to figure out a way to to keep the ball knowing that our offense and our defense is struggling, so hold on to the ball as long as possible. Um, but main main thing I'm calling about is the failure of failure to the fans that this organization has done. Um, it's really sad. Um, we're waiting for a new team name. The attendance is at an all-time low. And granted, you can say whatever you want about the stadium, um, but that stadium is so used to being packed. Now you see more away fans than um, home fans. So I just want to say I am calling out the organization as a whole to fix the problem. It's already bad enough to play bad football, but give the fans something to be excited about. Give us that name. Give us give us something. You know what I'm saying? Drop the prices on concession like Arthur Blank did uh, in the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I went to one of their games last year, and the, the game was terrible, but the experience was worth it. So, um, yeah, I just really want this organization to just turn it around for the fans. Thank you, guys. I uh, really appreciate what you do, and stay blessed. All right, Mark, thank you as always. Appreciate what you do. That's most important. And uh, thanks as always for being a big fan. David, um, you, you know, be, I mean, listen, the organization deserves all the criticism that comes its way. Mark's point about running the ball and being patient with it and staying with it uh, always rings true to me. I, I back down off of my criticism uh, of whoever calls plays around here because they're never going to do it the way I want them uh, to do it. But to Mark's point, in a 13-10 lead at the half, and then ultimately only a 17-13 deficit at the start of the fourth quarter, Washington on two possessions, two possessions, uh, went and, and they ran uh, 10 total plays on offense. They ran the ball two times. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Two um, times. And, and none on that second possession, which was three and out, pass, pass, pass uh, on the second possession of the third quarter. Now, again, I'm not guaranteeing that they would have been more productive run. I, I believe they would have, but I can't guarantee it. Right. And not only that, but all for all the passing, they're all conservative passes, like the, the yeah. shots downfield outside of maybe the first two drives after Heineke missed, you know, a couple of opportunities deeper per, they pretty much went all you know, to check downs and, and everything else. Um, seven other 12 possessions on Sunday for the Washington football team, less than 90 seconds. That's 60% right about of their possessions on Sunday lasted less than 90 seconds of game time. So yeah, very, very good point from, from Mark there. And listen, uh, I think Mark has a, has a point here. I mean, a lot of times NFL teams kind of rely on wins, you know, wins fix everything. Like you could have the most trash stadium, the worst concessions, the worst sound system, the worst video board, the oldest video board, uh, no firework system. And if your team is winning, there will be butts in seats. But when your team is not winning and you're in the managerial positions, you know, team president, stuff like that, you got to find other ways to get butts in those seats. And the entertainment factor is a part of that. Now I know some of that's a little bit restricted because of recent, you know, issues with cheerleaders and all that stuff. And you got to kind of deal with that as well. But I mean, listen, I've been to Raymond James stadium full. I've been to Raymond James stadium empty. And I will tell you this, that when you go to Raymond James stadium, no matter what, there is a beach at Raymond James stadium. You heard me. There is a beach at Raymond James stadium. There is a pirate ship. There is a live DJ at every single game. They're doing everything they can, Super Bowl contenders or not, to make sure that Tampa fans have fun at the football game, even if the fun is not directed at the green in the center of the bowl. Um, Washington absolutely should be trying to do things. Uh, they can, you know, I, I, they, they were only going to be able to ride the upcoming name change for so long, and it definitely wasn't going to last six weeks into the NFL season. There's got to be more reason for this team to go out to FedEx field uh, you know, in order for it to happen. David, if they had a beach at uh, FedEx Field, it would be filled with quicksand. <laughs> that, that makes boom. a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into our uh, – and again, thank you, Mark, for uh, the voicemail, as always, and for all uh, that you do. Let's get into our takeaways, David. We offer a couple of takeaways each. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll tee it off and go uh, with my first one here. And, and this is – I'm going to label it little things turn into big things and prove insurmountable mm -hmm. for a big mess. There isn't one thing wrong with this team. There's 10 things wrong with this team on the field, never mind off the field. And Sunday provided, and we touched on a couple of these things in our immediate analysis episode, uh, which obviously you guys can still listen to in case you have not. But for me, the little things mean a whole lot. We mentioned going into the half, up 13-10, turnovers. They had created three turnovers and still only had 13 points to show uh, for them. Not enough. The other big little things that turned into big things was a Montez Sweat neutral zone in or um, uh, um, uh, neutral zone um, uh, penalty uh, is what he wanted to say in English uh, on a third and 10 stop. And incomplete, again, that kept the drive alive and led to a touchdown. And Washington never saw uh, the light of day again. And then on top of that, of course, the Dustin Hopkins missed field goal. It kind of not only robbed you of three points, but it also illustrated two things. 
Ron Rivera twice went, did not go for it on fourth down because maybe he had too much confidence in Dustin Hopkins, but maybe it's because he didn't have enough confidence in Taylor Heineke. And that's something I think we need to discuss maybe in further detail as the week goes along. And bad punt coverage, uh, I think we mentioned this after the game on Sunday, twice Nicole Hardman ripped off big punt returns and twice Tressway basically was involved, one in the stop on the first one, and then on the second one, he got a personal foul for going low, trying to get to Nicole Hardman, uh, and that tacked on an extra 15 yards. Again, little things, special teams, little areas that this team has zero margin for error, David, and that's a big problem. Absolutely. And, and yeah, that those are all, and those things, you know, there's, there's a whole saying, right? Don't sweat the small stuff. Well, those small things turn into those big things like you just illustrated beautifully. Um, and it hasn't just been occurring Sunday. It's been occurring all season long for the most part. Uh, my first takeaway, our second takeaway of this episode, Washington football team's got to use all of Taylor Heineke. And I, I mentioned it. Like, look, I was on with Reese Waters on, on Monday morning or Monday, early Monday afternoon on Team 980. I wrote about it on SI.com. I talked about it yesterday. I'm talking about it again. Like, I am, I am stuck on this fact, Chris, that Taylor Heineke had zero runs on Sunday. A quarterback who literally made his fan base, you know, salivate by running the football against Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense in the wild card round. We've seen him do some of the best things he's done on the move in this season, this 2021 year, did not try to run the ball once. And I pointed out yesterday, the the avoided the sack and all that. His mobility and athleticism literally helped him avoid that late sack opportunity for the Kansas City Chiefs when the game was still theoretically in reach. And as soon as he gets out of danger, he runs backwards away from the line of scrimmage. I put it on in my article on SI.com. He treated the line of scrim, scrimmage like it was the safe line between the cliff and lava, and he wasn't wearing his lava-proof cleats. Um, I don't know what got into his head. Uh, look, Ron Rivera was asked about it on Monday, about the conservative, conservative nature of the offense. And from the comments, uh, what I gathered was that Taylor Heineke essentially chose not to be a running quarterback on Sunday. That is is beyond me that's got to go away if that's true or if it's scott turner or if it's somebody else in his ear taylor heineke is an athletic quarterback the kansas city chiefs defense came into this game by guaranteeing you making sure that they accounted for taylor heineke as an athlete as well as a, as a quarterback and they never had to actually do it taylor heineke or scott turner took care of that part of the game plan for them you cannot 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 defeat yourself when you're trying to right the ship um and then you look at the 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 at the the end result um in five and a half games, right? Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick got injured on the second possession of the first game. So th in theory, we'll call it five and a half total games. Taylor Heineke has played more than Ryan Fitzpatrick has through six weeks of NFL football. He has 20 red zone pass attempts more than Ryan Fitzpatrick does. After five and a half weeks, he has only 20 more red zone pass attempts than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Patrick Mahomes had eight just this weekend against the Washington football team. And Taylor Heineke only has 20 pass attempts more than Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's an absolute criminal way to use this quarterback, whether it's him doing it to himself or the offensive coordinator, the quarterback's coach, whatever it is, you got to, you, this team is either going to live and die off of Taylor Heineke's gambler mentality, or they're going to die hiding in the corner, waiting for death to come for them on Sunday. That's the route they chose. And that's why you end up with such a disgusting result. Some strong comments there.
Um, I can't say I totally disagree in, in, in a lot of ways. I, I just continue to wonder whether it's a trust thing yeah. on their end that they yeah. see, even though Taylor Heineke is better using his legs, that it's, it's like six of one half dozen of the other. And they need, they want to develop him as a pocket passer because they know that you need to succeed in that area, number one. And if you're going to truly develop, you need to succeed in that area. So they're kind of force feeding it. Or if they don't like something that they see mechanics wise or accuracy wise, when he, when he moves around, whether by design or by necessity, and that could be in play too. Uh, he's got some bad footwork. He's got some bad mechanics at times and his accuracy has fluttered and his delivery and anticipation has also been poor. Yep. And when you start adding movement and scrambling by design or necessity, David, you then start adding more onto the plate of a quarterback that's already struggling to accomplish all of those things. The yep. question becomes is how much more time is he going to be given? Yep. There's Kyle Allen and then – Waiting in the wings, there's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who may yeah. start practicing this week. Yeah, we and will see. The final thing I'll say about that is, and everybody's at their school of thought. Um, for me, asking a player to be a player that they're not as you try to develop them into a player they're already not is just a recipe uh, for disaster. I watched Tampa Bay Buccaneers do it for five years with Jameis Winston, and it didn't work out. But there are plenty of there are plenty of circumstances where teams ask quarterbacks to do things that are outside their comfort zone and they had success. So either either way could work, but right now what they're doing with Taylor Heineke not working and uh, it's got Washington football team fans dreaming of vacations. LP from New Jersey dreaming of a vacation this weekend with his wife celebrating their anniversary. Maybe they're going to the beach. I don't know. But if you want to head to the beach, use beachbound.com to find your next vacation. You could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, togetherness, immersion, or even bound for rejuvenation. Maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or creating my own taco flight. That sounds like heaven. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy, as can be with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. And this episode also brought to you by Rock Auto and rockauto.com. You know, there's a thousand makes and models out there, new, old, foreign, domestic, whatever you want, car, truck. It's impossible for you to keep track, and it's impossible for your local auto parts chain store to fill all your needs. Well, why go there? Why waste your time when you can go right to your computer, your phone, your tablet, whatever it might be, and go to rockauto.com and get whatever you need and get it at a fair price. So stay at home. Trust rockauto.com. They've been in the auto parts industry for over 20 years, and they're going to take good care of you. They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers just like you and you and you and me for over 20 years. rockauto.com. When you go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, we want you to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car or truck will ever need at rockauto.com. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Washington Football Team Podcast. Takeaway Tuesday, David Harrison, Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 at russellmania 61 at LockedWFTPod. Coming in with our takeaways, and Chris, my final takeaway for this episode, our third 
from this game. Complimentary football oftentimes avoids a Washington football team, but it actually went one way on Sunday for a little while. Drives following Washington football team score drives. So the Washington football team scored three times. In the subsequent possessions from the Kansas City Chiefs, the Washington football team defense held the Kansas City Chiefs offense to an interception, a punt, and an interception. So three times Washington scored, three times the defense gave them the ball right back, either on a turnover or on a punt, and the Washington football team offense failed to deliver on that part of their complimentary football. It's a dance here. And Washington football team took took a step with a couple field goals and a touchdown. The defense gave them an opportunity to come back to the plate and too many times, it's the story of the season, but it was also the story of Sunday. They did not make good on those opportunities. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. What you follow up with is just as important as what you do originally. Uh, that's I, I think that's an interesting hidden nugget, if you will. So good point there. And my last takeaway will be, you know what, for all the gloom and doom, David, the offensive line has been pretty decent. I mean, you take away Brandon Sheriff, you take away Sam Cosme for the last game and a half, you know, Taylor Heineke is averaging 2.92 seconds time to throw per uh, NFL's next-gen stats. That's the seventh longest in the league. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes that's a bad thing. It kind of depends on your perspective. But he's not getting beat up. He's not getting sacked a ton. He's not under super, super heavy pressure immediately on every snap. So the offensive line has been the one probably lone surprise on offense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, we want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Washington football team podcast your first listen of the day. Come on back later on this week. I will have an episode by myself. We'll be joined by a special guest still to be determined. David will have the Locked On crossover Thursday edition as we get you set for the Packers and the Washington football team later on as well. Now, make your second listen to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock, former NFL scout Matt Williamson, giving you expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. Free and available on all platforms. If you want to hop on the voicemail line uh, like Camion did and like Mark did, 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. You want to fire off an email, lockwftpod at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us right here on LOWFT. Again, we're free and available on all platforms. For David Harrison, who you can check out on SI.com's Fan Nation covering the Washington football team, I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Metaverse Show on the flagship station for the Washington football team, the Team 980. We'll be back again with more episodes this week right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.